time, however, we have the Pillow Forts roving reporter in the studio, Ms. Sinead Gill. She's uh, been with us before and she's talked about many different things. She covered the uh, student voice protest last semester for us and it's great to have her in the studio. Welcome along, Sinead. Thank you. That's an amazing intro. Why? <laughs> well, thank you. Well, you know, I like, I like to build you up, you know, <laughs> give, you, give you the credence that you deserve kind oh, of thing. You. I don't even know if that's the right word, credence. Anyway, um, we brought you in today to... Um, because, of course, Critic is back this week, and Critic um, is our wonderful, wonderful student magazine, and I'm sure you've all read it, of course, um, and uh, obviously made worldwide news last uh, semester towards the end there over a little incident yeah. and stuff that happened, and how's the, um, how's the feeling in Critic uh, after all that kind of thing? Um, I presume amazing. I'm just one of their many contributors, so... Mm. Yeah, I don't know what goes on there here, but I presume like pretty stoked. I know I was pretty stoked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had like a wee piece in that issue about um, where to find sanitary products on campus for free. Right. Yeah. Um. So I mean, the more attention that gets, the better, eh? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, you know, once you've made the BBC, you're famous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um. We brought you in today to talk about your article, which is in this week's Critic, and of course you can find it around campus and, and all other great places which it is kept in, like I think of the hospital and the public library and stuff like that. But you have written an article which made it onto the New Zealand Herald as well. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, on Black Thursday, how a sexual harassment scandal brought down a million-dollar student campaign to end sexual violence. Now, when I was talking about uh, this earlier, I called it the most expensive dick pic in history. I almost dispute that yeah. with no facts to back it up <laughs> at all, but I'm sure that you know there are many a politician career that went down the drain, lost theoretically lost a lot more money. Well, Maybe in New Zealand, though? No, we well, in New that. Zealand, yeah, because I've just remembered... Anthony, oh, wait, no, it's not in Dunedin, but yeah. <laughs> I've just remembered Anthony Weiner, yeah. Um, the Democratic uh, politician and wife, uh, no, he was husband to Huma Abedin, Abedin, I think that's how you say her name. She was one of Hillary, Hillary Clinton's advisors oh, wow. in the uh, 2016 campaign. That God, that feels lost. like ages ago. Yeah, I know it does, doesn't it? <laughs> it feels like it's been like 100 years since that kind of stuff happened. Definitely aged 100 years. <laughs> um, so the story itself, I mean, it's around how ACC gave the New Zealand Union of Students Associations $1.4 million, uh, a contract to work on issues nationally regarding uh, sexual violence, sexual harassment, and things like this. So... Um, off the top of the bat kind of thing it was this really amazing opportunity for university um, associations to um, to you know to get in on the whole thing wasn't yeah, exactly, it exactly yeah yeah um, now tell us well first of all tell us tell us how you got into the story and how you tracked it down and how the story kind of worked I out mean, for you. I mean, technically it was in this very radio booth. So <laughs> um, stuff <laughs> oh, actually... Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. I think you as well. But um, stuff actually did an article about this, sort of like touching the surface of it, um, sometime late May. And I hadn't seen it myself. Like, it was just super quiet. didn't get any attention. And so as soon as you told me, I thought, this isn't right. And then, you know, OUSA didn't really have any answers. And I kind of you know, forgot about it over the exam leave and break as you do. And then I was up in Auckland and 
um, I was talking to like a student up there and they were talking about NCUSA and they were like, oi, like, yeah, talk about the dick pic and, you know, like saying who did it or like speak, well, they were speculating who did it, but, you know, and I thought, holy shit, like, <laughs> you know, like, what's going, you know, people, people know things. Everyone seemed to know a little bit of information and it just, they just needed to be a stringing together of what everyone knew. Yeah, which is kind of what you ended up doing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, because talking to one person led me to, um, finding another and then I got in touch with up to three field reporters in the end of the 13 that got laid off yeah. um, and so that was incredible because yeah. Yeah. I mean it, it really um, especially for those 13 field reporters they came into the whole project thinking pretty much you know wow, oh, they're gonna be a part of the solution exactly you know? we're gonna make a difference yeah and some of them were survivors as well of sexual violence so you know it would have felt incredible to be a part of this awesome solution that had a lot of money backing it because ultimately you know the, you need the money to do it unfortunately mm. um, and I believe NZUSA play living wage as well yeah. um, I could just be pulling it out of the air but you know that would have been like a good job yeah, yeah yeah exactly and probably uh, fellow university students and things like that doing it as oh, well oh they they were all students yeah, yeah tertiary students across the country there are a few at Otago um who I, I don't know who they are so I couldn't find them but yeah. um you know they're just dotted about the country just doing good work but unfortunately had no direction according to the yeah. three that I took I spoke to um yeah they were told that they were hired too early and they weren't actually supposed to start until May. I mean, sorry, April. Yeah. Um, but they were hired the August previously, and then but by the February they were made redundant. So, so I mean, didn't really get to ultimately start. the project never even got off the ground. Exactly. Um, the now critics has chosen not to name the person who is suspected to be responsible. We are not going to name the person who um, is respected to expected to thought you know responsible yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but tell us, tell us about how like it, it went down. The the issue of I mean, so like I could still have some details wrong because mm. you only know as much as what people are willing to talk. And obviously, people were, you know, some people might say, "Oh, it was just a dick pic," but people resigned, like their livelihoods are gone because of it. Mm. You know, um, so we'll never know exactly what happened. But from what I can tell, and what, from what people have told me. Um, the money t came in August last year, um, along with the release of In Our Own Words, which was like a report on the tertiary sexual violence experience. Um, and it would have been either late November, early December that the dick pic actually happened. Um, by mid-December, someone resigned due to sickness. That's all that the field reporters were told. And then over the Christmas break, the following two resigned and said that they would not be working out their notice, that they were just leaving. Um, yeah, and it's just sort of a mystery until May when, um, yeah, when the story comes out. And that's how the field reporters find out as well, because this whole time, um, them being made redundant was blamed. Like, this is in the redundancy notices they got. Um, it was blamed on staff departures, so it was kind of implying that the survivors leaving was the reason that ACC pulled the contract, which is so, you know, I wish I could swear, but so messed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and to find out months later that the very thing that you were hired to fight was the thing that killed the program, like, that's heartbreaking. Because, I mean, this, this um, I'm, I was kind of gobsmacked at, like, the, the idiocy of oh, God, yeah. sending dick pics to 
the people who are actually working on a nationwide sexual yeah. uh, violence campaign. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that's it, some pretty yeah. special kind of stupid. It, that, and it kind of speaks to just how prevalent this rape culture is, you know? Like, this dude felt so empowered to send a dick pic, you know? Like, no one's that well hung, you mm. know? Um, but it was it's just... It just shows that when people have power, they just feel like they can get away with anything. Yeah, because yeah. I have... Um, don't know if this is a good or a bad thing. I've never been sent a dick pic. <laughs> um, and so I and others like me who have dicks we probably don't get this quite a lot um, mm. and so we've really got no understanding of the uh, how that affects people when this kind of things happens yeah. I've certainly got female friends who've uh, you know even though they're married and very clearly married um, they still get people who meet them and then think hey I've met you once I'm gonna send you a picture of my junk exactly um, especially in this case when it's a co-worker or mm. possibly superior yeah you know someone that you're supposed to trust someone that you're supposed to work with maybe every day you know just yeah if, can I if I and you don't have to answer this have you ever been sent a dick pic oh obviously yeah, yeah. Okay, I say obviously uh, that shouldn't be an obvious answer but yeah. yes I have like unsolicited or solicited? No, I mean both, but <laughs> <laughs> mostly unsolicited. But yeah. you know, yeah, that's just yeah. I don't have Snapchat anymore though, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Right. Not yeah, not related reasons. Okay. But, okay. Yeah, but I mean the whole not naming the person. Like obviously, like a part of me wants to be like you know fuck you. This is what happened, but it's not about that. It's about yeah. how NZUSA responded to that because yeah. that's what really gets me. That's you know, these people that work in sexual violence prevention, I don't want to, like, paint a picture that's incorrect, but, you know, they're going to be tough people. Yeah. And I honestly, like, this is just my personal opinion, but I believe that if this was handled appropriately, like, in straight away, that the program would still be going, you know, mm -hmm. that the contract wouldn't be suspended, because, yeah. yeah um, well, ACC also, like, s cited bad employment practices as a reason yeah. for getting rid of it, too. So, yeah. obviously, they agree. Now, um, do you have a uh, if you, I'd really love you to stick around for a little bit, if that's okay. I'm just yep. going to play one track. We have Communist Rainbow Relationship, which is such an awesome name. A Dunedin group with a track called Two Horse Pony, brackets, losers. You're listening to Pillow Thought on Radio 1. We'll be back shortly with Sinead Gill talking about the sexual harassment scandal that brought down a million dollar student campaign to end sexual violence. You're listening to Radio One. Today, and I'm joined in the studio by our roving reporter. Yes, we are claiming her that she is the pillow <laughs> forts and no one else's. Our roving reporter, Sinead Gill, who, of course, had a critic article in this week's issue with the critic How a Sexual Harassment Scandal Brought Down a Million Dollar Student Campaign to End Sexual Violence. And um, we were talking during the break and like we were going to come up with stuff to talk about but then we ran out of time because we were talking about other things so um, what I we kind of touched on this briefly um, was like I've had married friends who've been sent dick pics and things like this and um, what what is the response when you get a dick pic I mean you, you've kind of mentioned that you've had a few unsolicited yeah, and things I mean, like that there's no there's no one response yeah. I suppose I mean it's just sort of like 
cool, delete that person, never talk to them again. Yeah. But obviously in this situation, if it's a co-worker, you know, you have no choice. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I know not all, but many employers tend to think, well, um, and maybe I'm overgeneralizing here, is that, um, look, you know, this is uh, in what NZUSA did. This is an internal matter. This can just be sorted out, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, all the excuses kind of under the sun and things like exactly. that. Exactly. I mean, every time we try to get a response from NZUSA, it's just the wall of this is an employment relation matter. And mm. obviously it is. Like, no one's expecting them to break I don't know what I don't know employment relations law but you know no one's expecting them to say oh yeah this particular employee did this and these employees were victims or whatever but I mean in the post me to Russell McVeigh shit you mm. expect an institution like NCDUSA full of young passionate students to just stand up and be like you know what this was totally messed up what happened but we're owning it, we're going to respond to this appropriately and we're going to be empowered to make sure this doesn't happen again. But that's not what happened, they just buried it, you know? This is the thing too, because um, Russell McVeigh, for those of you who don't know, they're a law firm who were heavily involved in the Winebox Inquiry uh, back in the, when was that, the 90s that Winston Peters put forth now, the... um, uh, this whole wine box inquiry all came down to a whole bunch of dodgy money, which, um, according to the book, which was written by one of Australasia's leading QCs, um, had uh, they'd essentially facilitated a whole bunch of tax fraud. Um, and in that book, he actually claims that Russell McVeigh was one of the leading reasons for the land wars here in New Zealand back in the 1860s Wait, because what? they were yeah, <laughs> no, because they were real estate speculating. And so the the push for the land wars. Now this is all based on this book, Thirty Pieces of Silver, um, who essentially um, they they were pushing for war against the Māori um, so that they could make money on land because that has always been our, our um, national pastime in New Zealand. It's land speculation and obviously housing and things like that. So I mean, what I'm basically saying is Russell McVeigh. Um, and are not necessarily the type of altruistic. Um, do good kind of businesses, oh, God, but so when they're doing better than you at something, um, then really, you know, you kind of got to take a long hard look at yourself, exactly. um, which I think NZUSA has to do. And I mean, they've been ongoing problems. Voluntary student membership is possibly an issue we should raise here. Well, I mean, I always, I'm trying to keep that separate from this, to be honest, because mm. in the one article, or maybe there are a couple now, but. In the article that NZU say were asked to comment on the sexual harassment, they just sort of like started talking about BSM, which is obviously shit. You know, they have no money now because, you know, there's no student membership going directly to the associations, which would then funnel upwards. AUSA had to give them $19,000 last semester to help them keep the lights on. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But I mean, it's... Yeah, it's a struggle, but that's no reason to not do the right thing, you know? Like, it's just, I don't understand. It's just, mm. Yeah. Well, it has been um, an interesting read, certainly in this week's Critic Garden. Get it if you haven't read it already. You can also read the story in the New Zealand Herald, where it was reprinted with permission. So now you are like a full-on, like professional, oh, obviously. respected oh, yeah. member of our news elite. The so. hardest part is keeping the paparazzi away. Yeah. I don't like. Yeah. yeah. When you go out for dinner and stuff like that, you know, is it like do you have to wear a disguise and oh, hats and every glasses time. and yeah, stuff like that? Sometimes I get turned away. You know, it's 
real Sarah Huckabee Sanders type situation. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's only going to get worse from here on in because obviously we've been talking to you today. So, I mean, this interview is going to go around (laughs) the world. Obviously, yeah. (laughs) Hey, thank you very much for being with us today. Um, No doubt as this story develops further or anything else that we come across in the critic that you have also written, we will get you back in to talk all about it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no worries. Okay, we're going to...